Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and on today's episode, we are going to be joined by two members of the Zoom team. Zoom.us is a video conferencing service, and we are joined by Allison Babber and Steve Snyder. Allison is a sales leader at Zoom Video Communications and manages a sales team spread out across three locations in the U.S. as well as two different segments of Zoom. With over 12 years of sales and management experience and a background in chemical engineering, she has experience in working in many different areas from medical devices to software as a service. Steve is an account executive at Zoom Video Communications. He works with Zoom's network marketing and direct sales customers to ensure that they are getting the most out of their investment with Zoom. He has over 13 years of experience developing new business, creating strategic partnerships, and executing go-to-market strategies for startups and global companies. Steve has also started several small businesses and has a Bachelor of Science in Business Management from the Rochester Institute of Technology. I personally am excited to talk to Steve and Allison. I think technology is one of the key ways that we can improve the direct selling space and video conferencing is certainly one of those ways. Welcome, Steve and Allison. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. Nice to be here. To get started, just a, a real quick overview um, or a real quick introduction. I wonder if one of you, maybe Allison, could walk us through a little bit of Zoom's history. I was in San Francisco just last weekend going to a couple Giants games and saw Zoom advertising all over. But uh, for anybody who's not super familiar with you guys, maybe maybe give us a, a little bit of a background. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm jealous. I used to live in San Francisco and I'm a big Giants fan, so... A little jealous that you got to go to the games, but um, we're definitely doing a lot of advertising in the Bay Area. But for those of um, the listeners that haven't heard of Zoom, uh, Zoom is a video conferencing company that uh, was founded in 2011 by our CEO, Eric Yuan. He was the first engineer at WebEx, which was later acquired by Cisco, and his original code is actually still used today. But he eventually left because of the... um, conflict that he was experiencing with the leadership at Cisco. Um, They really didn't want to um, create a collaborative environment and have all of the different products work together. So he saw an opportunity there and left to start Zoom. Um, And with that, he brought over 40 engineers uh, with him. They felt the same way that he did, believed in his vision, and joined them on this great journey to to start Zoom. Um, That, to me, I think is the a true example of a visionary leader to have an idea without any support and have 40 people join you and leave the stability of their jobs. So um, that's where Zoom got its start, and, and that's really what helped us to get to where we are today. Well, great. Thanks thanks for that background. And yeah, I'm excited to, to talk to you guys about video conferencing and, and kind of where it's going and where it's come from, because I think especially within the direct selling space, uh, it, it's a pretty unique thing where you've got entrepreneurs that are working with other entrepreneurs all over the country and sometimes even all over the globe. Uh, and video conferencing can obviously be a, a powerful tool. Now, one of the things that that I've seen in my time in the industry is technology can oftentimes be intimidating to people. And it seems like in the past few years, we've seen a lot more adaption of um, video conferencing. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of reasons that, that factor into that. But I, I'm curious what you guys are seeing. And if you're seeing it become more popular, more widespread, uh, where do you think we are in the evolution pattern? 
That's a really great question, Kenny. Um, and I think Zoom has played a big part in driving that adoption um, and really helping to get people comfortable with video conferencing. More and more people now are working remotely or they have remote offices at their companies or their teams are dispersed. And so, you know, having an alternative to your standard audio conferencing or email really helps to build that relationship with your coworkers and your teammates that may be spread out um, across the country, even across the world. Same thing with customers. When you have customers that are spread out across the country or teams like in a direct marketing um, or I'm sorry, direct selling or network marketing organization, you know, that really helps to have something where you feel like you're connecting face-to-face with someone and making it easier to do so. So with Zoom, you can join via the computer, you can join via mobile. Um, With companies, you can join via conference room. So there are really a lot of ways that you can connect face-to-face to to make you feel like you are really a part of that team or having that one-on-one connection or that one-on-one relationship. Whereas with audio conferencing or just a standard phone call or email, it's really hard to decipher tone alone or whether or not someone's really picking up what you're putting down or, um, you know, if they're even paying attention most of the time. So with video, um, there's a lot more information transfer. You really help to build that relationship and that partnership. And, um, you know, we find it to be a lot more um, of a of a true um, interaction. Absolutely. And to, to build on Allison's point, it's, you know, it's less intimidating because it's easier to use, right? So now we can one-click start and join a meeting. Uh, it's a lot easier than it used to be to to get on and, and the quality is a lot higher. So it's seeing a higher adoption rate as well. Well, and, and to play into that, Steve, I think, like you say, the ease of it is very important. Uh, and also the fact, I, I, I know, and, and this sounds like one of the things that you were hitting on, Allison, uh, one of the things that used to be difficult with uh, video conferencing was downloading all the drivers and making sure that you could get your camera to connect. And now more and more, uh, especially with like mobile phones and things like that, you can just connect, call in, and, and you're on. Uh, and one of the things that kind of illustrates that ease to me is, you know, I've got a, a great mother, but she's not super technically savvy. Uh, and my youngest brother is her like full-time technical support and they use uh, Zoom and FaceTime and other tools like that all the time so that he can just say, okay, show me what you're looking at, mom. And she can just show him and it's easy enough for her to get on and, and just uh, the, the video conferencing doesn't become an obstacle, uh, which I think for a long time it was. Uh, and that probably plays into to different ways that people are using using video conferencing and i'd be curious as you guys are working with leaders and companies uh how are people making use of video conferencing in the direct sales space sure so in our i guess segment of of customers in network marketing and direct sales we kind of look at two different um avenues right so one's distributors and and the other is leaders so kind of grouping those customers in those two segments just because they have slightly different use cases uh, same end goal but but slightly different use cases here so now, from a distributor's perspective, um, they're using Zoom to increase their productivity, right? There's kind of a direct formula where the more meetings you can have means that you're going to have an increase in opportunities and that more opportunities you can have is going to translate into an increase in sales. And when you compare those, uh, compare a workflow from an individual that's going to have face-to-face meetings in a, in a given day versus 
um, let's say, virtual meetings throughout the day. Um, just take a look at the workflow, right? So if someone's going to have a, a meeting in or like an in-person meeting or have a couple, if they're able to organize a few and achieve in a, a geographic location, then they have to drive to that location. They have to pay for parking. They have to, you know, pay for some, you know, coffee or meet that individual, pay for lunch. And then if you're able to schedule another meeting in the same area, then you have to, to drive home. So basically you're limiting the number of meetings that you're able to get into a day. Whereas, and I worked with uh, a couple of customers now, actually one of which is the, the top earner in his organization. And he's, done so by leveraging video communications. And what that's allowed him to do is, is basically, one, reach a larger audience, but two, also um, have more meetings in, in a day, right? So he's just that much more productive. Yeah, I think to add on that, too, um, you know, I'm a leader of the team um, or a team here at Zoom, and I have some of my colleagues in Austin. I have some here in the Denver location. I have some in Santa Barbara. And I have another one that's going to be starting on Monday in San Jose. And so my teammate, my teammates are really dispersed across the country. And if I want to quickly pull everyone together for a short 15-minute huddle or maybe have a team strategy session, we can quickly hop into a Zoom meeting, pull everyone into one meeting because Zoom has the capacity to go up to 50 participants just on our, our standard um, entry-level product and really have that collaboration instead of having disjointed meetings and having to relay messages and make sure that I didn't forget something when talking to another person. And so from a leadership standpoint, I think it really helps to reduce the time when you're when you're meeting with other team members, but also really engage all of them together in one place and feel like you're in the same room or you're in the same setting. So not only saving on the time that it takes to have that meeting, but potentially saving on travel costs and just saving time um, and making sure that you're relaying all of the information accordingly. And that's absolutely right. So what I'm seeing from the leaders that I'm working with, um, they're using Zoom or their video communications to enable themselves to manage larger networks. So just like Allison had said, I'm working with, with other organizations that, let's say they have a, a global network. Right, so they can have instant meetings with either a group. So I have some leaders that, let's say, um, they have to organize their groups by time zones because they have you know, a global network and downline that they're working with. So um, they'll have, you know, they can one-click invite an, an entire group into a meeting, uh, or just have that face-to-face -face connection. But allowing them to provide those trainings or those best practices to make sure all of those leaders are set up uh, for success. And then in addition to that, they're able to draw from a larger network. So not only just the location, but they're not limited by location, but um, it's also enabling those with full-time jobs uh, who work nine to five or, or parents that uh, aren't necessarily able to travel to have those meetings. Uh, enables them to participate in networks that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So I appreciate all of that. And one thing uh, that, that I will say is it, it in hearing you guys talk about working with people in different locations, one of the things I originally a long time ago uh, worked in tech support for for an IT company um, and trying to get people to describe what they're seeing or what they're going through can, can be tough. And that's where really a picture does paint a thousand words. Um, and, and I think the, the ability to connect know that people are engaged, but also be able to better support them because you can actually see them or they can show you what they're experiencing. Um, and so I think the 
the group setting and also the one-on-one coaching is really enhanced by the video. And then one thing that you said uh, yesterday when we were talking, Steve, that I hadn't thought about, but then as I was thinking about it overnight, um, really makes sense is kind of the, the hybrid approach that you can use where you could have a group meeting going on and then bring in people via video conferencing to either give testimonials or to participate remotely. And then I thought about it, and, and that really happens a lot within the professional world. We've got people here at Infotrax who will be remote, um, and there will be a group of us in in a meeting room, and we'll bring them in via video conferencing and now all of a sudden they don't feel like they're totally disconnected. And that's one of the things that just conference calling on on its own, in my experience, doesn't accomplish is you still feel like, hey, I'm not really in this meeting if there's a whole group in the same room and, and you're not because you can't see the whiteboard, you can't see the screen. Um, and that's one of the things that I've appreciated uh, about video conferencing and about Zoom specifically. Absolutely. And and to build on your point there, um, it's very powerful to have somebody live and in front of you to give that testimonial, whether it's for the the company themselves saying, hey, this is the success I've had and this is personal because it's happened to me, or even just the service or the product that they're they're pitching as well. Right. So if if somebody's used that product or service and they said, hey, I've I've had a lot of success with this, it's, it's really you know, benefited me. You can see the passion in that person's eyes when they're there, and and to build on that as well in a conference room scenario, um, and we also have um, you know Zoom rooms which allow people to to one touch invite somebody into a meeting, which makes like you you had said remote employees that much more accessible to either managers or if they're part of your team, whatever that may be, they're, they're just that much more accessible. And uh, in the text perspective, you know from a customer support or something like that, um, we're able to, to basically now, like you said, a picture's worth a thousand words, share your screen. You're also able to, actually, we have built-in remote support. So um, if you can annotate and show a person where it is, you can actually point right there on the screen and show an individual, this is what I'm talking about, click here. Or if they would just rather you take over their screen or their computer and and actually perform the task that you're asking them to provide, then then they can do that right there as well. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And you know, one of these, one of the things uh, that I want to touch on, just uh, we've got a few more minutes, uh, is maybe where the technology is going, what you guys see on the horizon, and maybe ways that people aren't using video conferencing that that you think will become more popular. Um, sure. So I, I don't think it's it's so much as ways that people aren't using it. I, I think what needs to happen more is actually people using um, video conferencing. And, and these technologies will continue to improve. Uh, I think the, the most important things that, that we're going to see in shift are just the quality uh, of the actual experience and the ease of use. I think both of those are going to become minimal acceptable criteria for a platform, right? So I, I think there's going to be a low tolerance for technologies that either don't work correctly the first time or you start lagging or just aren't very high quality. And, and that's mainly because it reflects poorly on that customer. So if you have, a, let's say, a conference room that's, you know, not working and you've got 10 people in there waiting in the meeting trying to to figure out how to, to get the meeting started, you know, take everyone's salaries, multiply it times the time, and, and that's the, 
the lost uh, revenue in that room, not including opportunity cost, right? Or if you miss a connection because the video doesn't work, you know, that's a lost sales opportunity for for those individuals. Like after a while, those add up and those become uh, the cost of, of video conferencing that I believe is going to be no longer um, acceptable. So I don't think it's any, any one feature that's going to be, uh, I guess, leveraged more than another. I, I think what we'll see is a higher adoption rate, and I think it'll become more mainstream. So to, to give you an example, webinar streaming live, so streaming live over social media, or you know, like we had talked about utilizing those um, instant message functions or conference room solutions, I think those are going to become more prevalent. Yeah, I would agree with Steve. We've already seen a huge uptick, especially in the direct sales space with um, broadcasting over social media. Um, I know that's been pretty popular with other social outlets like Instagram and, and Snapchat and, and so forth with people trying to launch their, their own um, businesses. And so I think we'll continue to see that grow. And like Steve said, I think it's just going to be more of a trend with people um, starting to leverage and use video conferencing and starting to see the benefit of it. From a feature standpoint, though, I think we will start to see some really great features um, start to take start to take place as people start to adopt more of it. Um, Zoom just rolled out a really cool feature that enhances your appearance. So it, it removes um, blemishes or it's more of an anti-aging thing that I found, um, per se. Uh, we're also starting to see more... Um, uh, research done and and maybe some um, virtual um, reality or, or augmented reality type of things um, to really make you feel like you're there with that person. Um, Zoom also has what we call a virtual background where you can add basically any background that you want um, so that people don't necessarily have to look at your living room or in my in my instance, they don't have to look at my cubicle when we're meeting. You know, I can put a pretty background of, a, of the mountains or the Golden Gate Bridge or make it look like it's a home office. Um, so there are some pretty cool features that are already included in, um, you know, different video conferencing providers. But I think that'll continue to grow as it becomes more adopted as well. Yeah. And one of the things I, I appreciate all of that, that input. And I think uh, the ease of use and some of the, the cool features to make you feel more and more like you're there are some of the things that, that I'm looking forward to. But uh, I want to echo uh, what both of you have said, but I really am excited for the future, I think, um, especially when you look at the way some of the party plans in our space uh, could evolve to where you can have more virtual parties and really feel that sense of community uh, without some of the the burden of traveling or, or without you know excluding people who for whatever reason or who for whatever reason can't can't be there in person um, I think is very very exciting and like I said the ease of use uh, you know I've been doing this for a while and I'm one of these guys who likes every new technology that comes along. Uh, and so for me, really, the criteria is when when my wife and my mom start using it, that's when I feel like, hey, we're starting to get there and 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 we're definitely starting to get there. Um, so the the last thing I want to touch on just real quick is how would people go about working with Zoom? What are some benefits if, if like a company um, wanted to bring you in or if a leader wanted to, to reach out to you guys, how would they go about that? Absolutely. And thanks for that. Um, Essentially, they could reach out to me, um, and I can provide uh, my email address uh, for you to post so it's easily accessible. But that's just uh, my first name, dot last name, at zoom.us. So that's Steve. Snyder at zoom.us. And Snyder is S N Y 
D-E-R. Um, everyone's always available. Our pricing is, is very transparent. It's online, but they're always available to go and add licenses through zoom.us. And uh, we work with organizations um, that are in network marketing or direct sales to also provide them uh, coupon codes that basically allow them to leverage an economy of scale that they're otherwise unable to to use as a decentralized organization. So if uh, you're a network marketing company or direct sales company and you want to uh, see if you already have uh, a coupon code with Zoom, uh, please feel free to reach out and I can let you know if that exists or uh, if you'd like to explore the opportunity to create one of those codes, I'm also available uh, to have those conversations as well. So um, any uh, any questions or, or if anyone has any um I guess, use cases or would like to discuss that further. Happy to have those conversations. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate both of you uh, bringing your time. And, and one of the things that MLM.com is passionate about is is making uh, making tools known and available to those who uh, are in this space because uh, we definitely want people to be successful and be able to uh, uh, communicate with their teams in, in an effective way. So we appreciate both of your times. Uh, uh, both of your time, and uh, we look forward to the things that Zoom is going to continue to do. Well, thanks so much for having us, Kenny. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you for thinking of us, Kenny. We want to again thank Steve and Allison for their time today. It was good talking to them about ways that video conferencing can better be leveraged within our space. We also want to thank Jana Bangeter and Adam Holdaway for their production support. Thanks again for listening to the MLM.com podcast, and we'll see you next time.